Brandy, 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 Brandy. Oh, Brandy. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. This is another podcast episode of Small Consolation, where we talk about video games and other nerdy stuff. I'm your host, as always, uh, Peaches Brittany. Um, all right, so we've got with us today, um, putting his pants on both legs at a time, we have Nick. Just jump right in there. Pouring his milk before his cereal. Tyler. Hey, what's up? You know, I always wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Gonna grab my glasses. <laughs> I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Before I leave, brush my teeth with a <laughs> bottle of Jack. Because when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just had that so ready. <laughs> I mean, that's implying I don't just have it memorized. Come on, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, putting his pants on before his socks. Jared? You expect me to follow that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yes, I do put my pants on before my socks. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, and then Evan's last, right? <laughs> yeah, wow. order. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Nick and then Tyler and then Jared. Okay. Wow. Waking up five minutes prior to the start of his shift. Evan? It's literally what I do every day. I love it. It's the benefits of working from home, kids. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I have to tell you guys a story, a uh, kind of cringeworthy experience that I had um, for my listeners. Um, <laughs> and I promise this is video game related. I thought it was just because we were a captive audience. Uh, (laughs) that too um i told my girlfriend this week that her nips were cute (laughs) what (laughs) uh without even thinking about it um i was just trying to be hip and happening um (laughs) there's your problem and and i was trying to use the lingo that all the all the the cool kids use now oh no I just, I just wasn't thinking about wh- what I was saying. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I, I saw a comic the other day that was talking about how, uh, like, old professors misusing Netflix and chill, uh, like using it incorrectly. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, dude, I'm in this skit, and I don't like it because I realized I totally, yeah, I totally been using it like not trying to imply anything sexual and i should have realized a long time ago that like that just that's just what that means these days you just can't just can't use that out of that context i was like ah i'm the guy they're talking about damn it (laughs) wow i'm but i'm sure no it just she was just sitting there all cute like on the couch playing animal crossing (laughs) and she was showing me her island and she had like this really cute turnip farm, and you know, because I guess y- you can't hold, you can only hold a certain number of turnips in your inventory, but you can buy more than you can hold. So you have to like 
place them in the world somewhere and just set them on the ground. And so there are a lot of really unique ways people have organized these uh, in their islands. And the way that she had done it on her island was just really <laughs> cute. So I just turned her and go, I was like, hey, your your nips are cute. <laughs> First of all, are kids even talking about turnips the, these days? Is the, that a thing you talk about? Yeah, the ones who play Animal I mean, Crossing, the ones, they're all, the they're, 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 all they do crossing. is talk about turnip prices. Well, that's my second question. Did someone who's a turnip farmer make Animal Crossing? <laughs> because they're really trying to push turnips into the 21st century. Uh, it, it's just how Tom Nook keeps you all enslaved. Yeah, I was going to say, I was a little taken aback that I remember when uh, Brandy was uh, taking your spot in uh, Smite there for a brief moment, and she started talking to me about her, uh, uh, her, yeah, her, did I, what, did I, what, mess something up? You, you used the name. Brandy's got to I put a funny sw- sound effect on top of it. Uh, I could have, I could have sworn earlier in your story you said her name, but maybe not. And then I also reset it so that, anyways, but anyway. Hold on a sec. Brady! Yeah? Brady! I'm leaving this in. Brady! What? <laughs> Are we allowed to say your name on the podcast? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Especially the part where I got derailed because I wasn't sure. I realized, like, basically what happened there is I realized after I said it, I was like, oh, shit, were we not supposed to say Brandy's name? So, yeah. Um, no, she gives consent. We can, we can get, we can, we can, we can name her. Brandy, 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 Brandy. <laughs> and that is the beginning of our episode. Brandy. <laughs> that is the beginning of our episode. Um, okay, so uh, you said something. Go ahead and start your story over again about uh, Smite. So I was just saying, so yeah, like you were talking about, like the whole, uh, the world of Animal Crossing revolving around like the turnip market. Uh, I was immediately exposed to that when Brandy took over your spot momentarily in Smite and she started talking about her, her turnip farms, just like as though that was like how many turnips she had or something or like she's like yeah you know i was going to this island because they had really great turnip prices <laughs> and i was just like uh, it, it was like i was in this whole new world where everything was based around turnips and i was like that was just the reality i was supposed to adapt to now <laughs> and all the all the cool kids are calling them nips okay wow well, that makes makes a little bit more sense now i can kind of see where the, the nips yep comment came in <laughs> it was a nip slip. Oh my! <laughs> Get out! Get out! <laughs> so, um, here's a little bit of metagaming for all of my metagamers out there. Um, we're a couple weeks ahead in recordings. So if my calculations are right, you'll hear this uh, about four weeks after Ubisoft came out with their E3 sort of uh, (laughs) working from home announcement. Um, I did not grace it with my audience. Uh, But Evan, you watched it. Yes, I watched it on the day of and then I just rewatched it this afternoon because, you know... I'm I'm old. That's two <laughs> times more than I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And I... two times zero is still zero. Hey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Ubisoft thing happened. It's called, they titled it Ubisoft Forward, um, which is, yeah, it's kind of like their E3 makeup uh, announcement, which apparently sidebar, like, I guess a lot of companies are, yeah. you know, moving away from E3 being their big time to shine. Yeah. Which... I, E3 yeah. might not even survive this. Yeah, I was thinking about that as I was watching. I was like, it'll be interesting to see next year if E3 is as big or if it even happens. Yeah, I see. Now, is is that is that a is that a good thing or no? Like, what is our general consensus on this? I think for us as players, like it's it's not that big a deal. But like for you know individual like game reporters or entertainment reporters, I think they might. That might be a little bit of a yeah, it, change of the landscape. It's tough to say. I mean, it's definitely mm-hmm. going to be... I think there's no way around the fact that it's going to be less of an event sort of thing, you know? So there, like you said, there's going to be less like press buildup and maybe not quite as... Like, I don't know. I always That's the one thing I did always kind of enjoy about E3 is that it was an opportunity for like just a lot of random kind of tech demos and smaller projects. And it was basically just a way of getting a whole bunch of like gamers and game reporters all in one place to view a bunch of different things that weren't necessarily just coming out of these big companies. And that's the one thing I'm worried about it kind of losing if it transitions to just being like, you know, your large independent, like, uh, well, you could argue it did lose that and it could now go back to its roots of being, here's this TV that you can roll up like a poster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I I think if the major developers pull out, yeah, I would love to see indie companies or smaller developers come in and be like, okay, we'll fill the void. Like here's, you know, our slate. Here's like all the mobile games we're working on that'll be out next year. Yeah. Here's the, mm-hmm. you know, the you know fun little five hour journey esque games that we're putting out. This I guess year. that's well, that's a good, most good point. of the yeah, they might... they've been bought up by PlayStation or Xbox by this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> sure, we we won't get into the implications of that because. It's not what this podcast is about. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the Ubisoft forward, the big things, the big names were, of course, Watch Dogs, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Hyperscape. So that's what most of our discussion will be about, because that's where I took most of my notes. (laughs) Um, All right, so... um... Watchdogs. Um, sure. Let's start there. All right. So, watch this. Well, this next one's called Watchdogs Legion. Um, it'll be out this October, October 29th, for the PS4 and Xbox and all that. And then it sounds like it'll port over to the five and the whatever. Like, like Destiny is going to. Yes. At least that's that, that was. My I kind of think any game from now until the fall should is mm-hmm. required to basically just upgrade to the next gen i still want more information about the ps5 i mean not even like how much it's going to cost but how it's going to work with you know i want someone to come out right and tell me what games you know what what backwards compatibility is it going to have did you not hear the uh the most recent rumor mill so i i heard a rumor but i don't i don't 
I heard that it was going to go all the way back to well, like, PS2 old, or PS1. That was an old rumor, but Sony just put in a patent for streaming emulation of PS1 through PS3. See, that's what I figured it'd be more of. Not like, you can yeah. put your PS1 disc into the console. It's going to be like the Switch, yeah. where you can download an app and have access to all these you know, N64 and the SNES and all those kind of systems. Yeah. I I am hoping. So, how is that well, going to work? That's then? a good question because on my end, like I am hoping that it is like a natively run like emulator on the hardware itself, as opposed to being like a streaming service. Because if it's more just like you're streaming the game from a server, my experiences with those types of game services have been, and I mean, granted, for you know something PS2, PS1, PS3, even. You know, and you know, maybe just not everybody is an old codger with low internet speeds like I am, apparently. But like, I, I just, but I've heard even of people that have faster internet stuff, like, uh, I'm trying to think of other examples, like Google Stadia, I think is one that I have heard some people experiencing issues with trying to play games. And I mean, it just, the, for me, the technology, I'm not sure if that's there yet. So I'm hoping it's more like the hardware itself can emulate a downloaded copy of the game. I'm all on board for that. So that's the route I hope it takes. It doesn't sound like that will be the case, Tyler. Yeah. So if I want to play NFL Blitz on the, from the PS2... it Well, unlikely to happen because of the NFL <laughs> being... Right. Uh, in part. The NFL. But just just as an example, how would that work? So it seems to be by the rumor it is going through the PS Now streaming service. Yeah. Oh, which uh, PS is like yeah, ten dollars a month or something. There you go. I was trying to but, think of other examples. Oh. I was like, oh yeah, PS Now, which which I know I have not personally. Xbox used, has their but... version. I've used PS Now. They do have a function where PS4 games on the service can be downloaded okay. uh, but like trying random games it can be weird where i'm not entirely sure if this random game i'm trying is just outdated in control schemes because it's pretty obscure and i was curious what it was or if there's just that lag from the streaming right so would you say in your experience, did you have some issues with lag, though, when trying to stream games? On some games, uh, there was noticeable, but like I said, it's, I was very hard to determine whether or not it was just an old game that didn't control well, or the, like, the more recent titles I tried on there, they seemed to work fine. So yeah. <laughs> Alright. Watchdogs. So, Watchdogs. So it they haven't really said how much it connects to um Watchdogs one or two other than that the group um DeadSec is involved, which is who you worked for in the last two. One and two really weren't all that story bound to each other either, were they? No. And f- which was a good thing because one I've played both of them. One got kind of repetitive after a while and kind of not boring, but very depressing, at least to me. Um, whereas two had a lot more life and energy. Like even the protagonist himself was a lot more fun, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely feel like there was a 
a concentrated effort with some of the later ones to like ramp up that fun element was it like was it two if i'm remembering correctly where you could take control of pretty much anybody in the city and i just remember seeing like gameplay footage of like an old no. lady is that or is that legion that's coming out that's okay. legion so they and those like of people like me that are excited for this game will remember that this game's been pushed back a few okay. times um but yeah the original release it made it look like you know you had your core character or whatever but you could jump to like different people in the city um however what we saw at the we saw forward thing is that now you basically work for dead sec and you're recruiting different people for your cell in london um the game takes place in kind of like a near kind of dystopia on, on the verge of a dystopian future um, where there's like, you know, kind of a standard plot. There's this unknown. Kind of looks more like a dystopian present, if you ask me. Kind of. Well, yeah. Um, there's like this unknown terrorist group doing things and, you know, the government is afraid of unrest. So they cave into this private security firm to come in and restore order. And then the security firm just starts, you know, violating people's rights and doing all this other shit. But sounds very relevant to today's <laughs> time. Um, and so basically you as the player you work for DeadSec but you can recruit other citizens in London um, and so the, each each person has their own weapons and skills like I think in the trailer they showcased a construction worker um, who had like uh, he had like instead of like a gun he uh, like a regular gun that shoots bullets he had a nail gun which was mm -hmm. a little bit quieter and stuff like that um there was a drone specialist who can call in drones to do, to do different things and th there was the granny spy i'm very yeah. i'm very my, that was my favorite the, the the granny taser i'm very very excited for granny spy um yeah the the world looks fully hackable um it looks it looks like a lot yeah. of fun. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is like this, like honestly, until now the series hadn't really been on my radar. I'll be honest, just because in the past it looked kind of like you said it was like this kind of dour, like just uh, like it looked like a GTA or like a Just Cause without any of the kind of the fun. Like it honestly looked like a, a Division clone. In a, in a sense but like you know obviously a little mm -hmm. more open world freedom than that yeah, but that's that's kind that. of the gameplay loop that i was associating with that whole series and while i enjoyed the division i didn't really want another game that was that um i, I guess like honestly just kind of dry in a sense just kind of like a modern day like military shooter mm -hmm. set in urban america and for me, like this Watch Dogs Legion really checks a lot of boxes where it's like, okay, now it's like got a setting that I'm personally more interested in. Like I like, I like, I do love that kind of like near future, like UK vibe. Like that's like, I'm really excited to see London, which is a city that, you know, I don't really get to experience in games in the US all that often, I feel like. So I was like totally on board for that. Yep. and yeah it just seemed like they were cranking it up to 11 a little bit with just like kind of the over top over the top fun and intensity so i actually was pretty excited seeing that same it, it looks like it has all the fun stuff of watchdogs 2 and then turned up to the fact that you can add more people um one of the characters they showcased in the trailer was a was a hitman like a, a professional assassin you just watch him like walk into the room and like you know quick tap tap while he's 
beating somebody over the head with a nightstick. I, I was going to say, did anybody uh, else watching that get and, really strong John Wick vibes? Like, or just oh, me? very John. It's like, very, I was, I was basically like, I swear they even yeah, used some no, of the I same choreography. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, I'm all about it. I was like, well, okay, this looks like a John Wick translated into video games. Like, let's do it. Like, looked pretty good to me. Yep. Nope, I got that. <laughs> um, and you can even recruit enemy officers as well um, to like hmm. eat, like you know, easily you know get inside enemy lines and spy on things. But of course, if your person gets caught somewhere they shouldn't be, then they're burned. Um, but yeah, that's Watch Dogs too. It looks looks really good. It's definitely on my list of things to buy. Um, yeah, but- you know the thing I didn't like about I didn't play Watch Dogs too. Um, the thing I didn't like about Watch Dogs 1 was it didn't feel, maybe I was just really bad at the game, um, or that style of game, but I felt like it was really choppy Hmm. where you had to know what was coming in order to be able to perform. Like if you're in, you're in a car and you're trying to prevent, people from pursuing you and so you have to look behind you to um you know uh um you know to activate those metal barriers to come down or come up from out of the bottom of the road i feel like those hardly never worked for me i couldn't get the timing right um turning or making a light turn red to cause traffic jams or, you know, green to cause traffic jams either ended with me getting into a wreck (laughs) myself or nothing happening. Um, That's the only one I got to work really, (laughs) you know? So I, I liked the game for the most part, uh, or at least the, the idea of the game. And I played it, you know, through to the end. Um, but it's not a game that I would probably ever really feel like picking up again. I thought about getting Watch Dogs 2, but they were, well, Destiny got in the way of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember because it happened. Watch Dogs One happened a while ago, but I know when it the, when it was talked about versus when it came out, like something changed. And you could like there's stuff in the game that you can feel it was changed midstream and not like the entire game wasn't brought into line with whatever the new narrative was. Um, But I can't it's been a while, so I can't remember everything. But yes, no, Legion looks amazing. I'm really excited. I'm I don't don't, they haven't said yet about like um, open world opportunities because in Watch Dogs 2 there were little like mini events that would happen in the world where other people um, they're like, like, like community events, like other people, like you're trying to find like a counter hacker um, and there's other players that are doing it and you all have to work together to find this um, counter hacker. Hmm. Um, so I hope that comes back. Cause that was really, you know fun. what this, this could be the return of the Assassin's Creed multiplayer where you <laughs> were just yeah. a random NPC and like, because it's generated and there's like 12 variants of NPCs, you look like a bunch of other people, and then you just try to sneak up and kill the uh, yeah. enemy team or whoever you were hunting. That 
that was one of the community events in Watch Dogs too. Was like you were in, you were, you had a target you were hacking, um, and you had to like hide or blend in and try not to get noticed. And then that person who you're hacking would like detect you, and they would try to recruit another player to come find you. And you have you had to, you know, you could you could get into a physical confrontation, or you could like you know make cars start driving and try to kill that person. Now when you say blend in, I'm sure I'm sure what you really mean is that uh you need to recreate an entire senior citizen's home as like the A team over here. Like because uh that's how I'm gonna be playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait for the Granny Death Squad crochet circle in the morning and cracking skulls in the evening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So yeah, that's that. So then the next big thing they spent a lot of time on was Hyperscape, which to me, my whole thinking the whole time was like, this is Overwatch meets Ready Player One, which is, you know, whatever. I liked it because the trailer looked like it made it kind of look like it would be a kind of almost like a MOBA. Mm hmm. Sort of, um, yeah. I mean that's that's that, that's the play style. It was, it was, cartoony and animated, but not Fortnite. Right. You know, like not over the top. You right. know, too much. Yeah, yeah. I definitely got some of those same vibes. I, I totally see what what you're coming from with that, and I would also agree. Like, I did feel like tonally, it, it was. It was kind of trying to, like you said, capture some of that same audience while at the same time maybe having a broader appeal for people, like you said, who, like, I'm not really the biggest Fortnite fan, mm-hmm. but this looked like something that I could kind of get behind. But yet it still had some of that same fun and energy. And uh, But I then again, to Evan's point, oh, yeah. kind of, yeah, I got some of those same, like you said, Overwatch meets... Yeah, like I, I wasn't crazy about the whole like Red, Ready Player One like vibe that I got from it. Where I'll be honest, when it comes mm-hmm. to using that as a narrative device, like kind of a oh look, we're all in like virtual reality, but it has consequences now, and like, <laughs> people are dying, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like. <sighs> First of all, Sword Art Online did that like years and years ago, so it's like <laughs> get out of here. But no, I'm just kind of like I, I it does seem like a little bit of an overused narrative device. And honestly, we're at a stage where I would rather just like play a game like that in VR, or like those are the kinds of like I'd rather experience that kind of universe rather than play a game where characters are in that kind of a universe does that make any sense right you know like i must be like yeah that that was my question that was my question with the whole like i like okay you give me context like okay everyone spends all their time in this virtual world because the world's gone to shit um but like why is that such a big part of the game of the narrative like am i going to get to because i mean it sounds like stuff in the real world of the game is reaching into the game and affecting right. it but how how are players in a battle royale game going to deal with that? Yeah, and that's what I mean. I hope it doesn't. I, I honestly, I guess what I was really hoping at the end of the day, as much as they were like kind of playing up the, the narrative side of it, I'm hoping that that was mainly for the sake of content at for this Ubisoft forward presentation. And I'm kind of hoping 
honestly, I hope it doesn't focus a whole lot on the story because it looked like they had a fun game there. And honestly, that's all I really care about. It's like, I hope it was just, I hope it's just kind of a fun battle royale game. Honestly, that would get me more excited personally. Oh yeah. I'd try it out. And one thing I thought was interesting is that they said, um, if the game is being streamed over Twitch, then Twitch users can the viewers can affect the games so like they can turn on infinite ammo or they can turn off gravity um which looked that could that could that could be really interesting yeah. to watch um and i don't know if any of you watched the they did like a demo after after the main conference was over they did a demo of um, assassin's creed and of hyperscape um and with hyperscape they showed i don't i don't play a lot of battle royale so if other people do this then it's new to me, but the map over time will shrink and force players into a smaller area. Yeah. That's um, a pretty common mechanic. That'll make it a lot more interesting. Okay. I, I, I did like the end game mechanic though of it. Oh, with the, the crown. crown. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, the, what it is, is there's like a capture point, which is a crown. Uh, and you can win either by being the last person alive or holding the crown for 45 seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. Which uh, seemed like a really cool mechanic. Yeah, I, I like the idea of any, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, anything that spices up, kind of like having played a few other battle royales, I think having, you know, some new win conditions at the end will help keep things fresh. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I thought that's a great idea. And then something else that does that was the leveling up the guns. If you pick up the gun of the same... Yeah, you can combine them to to kind of master work. I think they said you can do it up to five times, and that's kind of like the peak. Yeah. Weapon. And they they also had um, I liked this um, that players that are killed um, they're still they're still part of the game. So like if like where you die creates a res point, um, so you can like your other your teammates have to come res you or. Um, you as the uh, you're kind of a ghost. You can run around the map and tell your teammates, "Hey, they're hiding in this building over here." Um, so you can kind of you know spy and do reconnaissance work and draw your people where they need to go. And then mm-hmm. as soon as you know they come in and kill those other people, you can be rezzed. That brings up a really good point, and you kind of alluded to it earlier when you were talking about how they've introduced like Twitch interactivity, like with the the actual audience members and stuff like that seems like they've made a lot of conscious design decisions around, you know, streaming and making it something that's enjoyable to watch. Like I, like you were just saying, I like the idea of the fact that like when you die, you don't have to either just like exit the game or like leave the server or just be sitting there not being able to provide any kind of meaningful content to people watching you play. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, that's a that is a really good yeah. decision mm-hmm. in my mind to make make it a little more interactive, interesting once you're dead. Otherwise, yeah, battle royales, it's kinda like you're out, you're out. Like <laughs> so Right. <laughs> you're dead, you're dead. When you're dead. So you're dead. I find your um, ready player one um, analogy pretty interesting. This is a definite <laughs> tangent. Um, but did you guys see <laughs> that they're making a sequel to that book, Ready Player Two? Yes, comes out this November. I just, I just saw that a couple days. Is ago. Is it going to yeah. be as bad as the uh, other movies that have come out recently that are all? <laughs> well, I'm so scared. 
<laughs> of how they're going to destroy Magic School. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm so scared. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What? Oh. Uh, yeah. I didn't know they were doing a magic school. They said movie. Elizabeth Banks yeah. was going to be Miss Frizzle. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, no, they've announced that a while ago. I mean, I'm I'm optimistic. This The stakes are low. It, <laughs> it just has to be educational. Just know. as long as they don't try to put in, like, six or seven different episodes all in the same time, then, you know. Oh no! Yeah, like just, just yeah, just do like a like a magic school bus goes to space and they explore the solar system. I don't know, because it's been a while since you know 1996. I'm sure we've learned more. No, no, system. you know what they need to make a movie into? What they need to go into a smoke 'em and sizzle 'em marshmallow maker. Wait, what? In one of the episodes. Oh, okay. I see. They talk about uh, it's it's uh, I don't remember what the name of the episode is, but it's the episode where they learn how to get reusable energy from one from the from the source to where they they need it. So they use wind, water, air and sun. Um, like, you know, like heat mm-hmm. and pressure and air um, to get a, a Ferris wheel turning. Mm-hmm. Because their uh, their fuse blew and they can't get electricity to the to the um, to the Ferris wheel, so they have to drop rocks from a great height onto one side of the Ferris wheel, so the rocks will turn the Ferris wheel. Uh, I don't think the people sitting on that and Ferris they wheel need to help. Happy th- about that? <laughs> <laughs> no. So the rocks fall on one side, and the people ride on the oh, other side. Okay. <laughs> um. But uh, Carlos's little brother, Mikey, uh, apparently is smarter than all of them combined. Uh, They have to call him for help. And um, he when 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 he says when he calls Mikey for help, the rest of the class goes, not Mikey. Last time we got his help, we went through a, a serum and sizzle marshmallow smoker. And like, uh, DA goes, I had heat rash for weeks. <laughs> and, and then Mikey comes up and he's talking, he, he's like, you know, yo, what's up, Carlos? Um, and then he, he's in a wheelchair. So he wheels over to, uh, DA and goes, DA, your heat rash looks so much better now. Oh my and gosh. it's not, an, it's not one of the, there's, four seasons on Netflix and it's not one of the episodes. <laughs> so I want to see DA get her heat rashes. <laughs> Make a movie out of that. Wow. Uh, I'm sure the marketing team for the film will get right on that for you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we will, we will cut and paste this audio and send it to yep. whoever is in charge. Over okay. There. <laughs> heard it here first, okay. folks. So movie stuff. stuff. <laughs> The magic school was going inside a marshmallow smoker. <laughs> it's all about a heat rash. Whatever. That's just a plot, the plot device. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it now since it's real quick. But Far Cry Six was yeah. announced, which I guess it kind of got leaked over the weekend too. So everyone knew it's coming there wasn't much gameplay or not even a hint at a story just you know 
Giancarlo Esposito looks like he's playing some kind of possible dictator figure in some country that's probably set in South America, just going off of I, what we see in the trailer. Right. Um, I will say, like, one... It, I, I wrote... I, oh, oh, go oh ahead, no, go no, go ahead. I was kind of interrupting. Oh, no, um, you. No, after you. No, I, after you. I can you tell what country or what part of the country we oh. live in? <laughs> Fuck you, I'm talking oh, now! <laughs> 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 we're, we're not, well, we're not. now it's explicit <laughs> wow yeah so i wrote in my notes i wrote a little note like is like it, this game at least from the trailer this teaser it seems very inspired by you know current events or like even things that have recently happened in south america given what like how long they've probably been developing this game um I, so i kind of wondered is this going to be another moment where um the gamers kind of get the message that the game is trying to send, or is this going to be another leave the politics out of it and we'll just miss the point entirely? Um, They'll probably leave the politics out. It's they're pretty middle of the road. They like to have just the thematic presentation there and not touch anything Mm -hmm. after that. Yeah, I think you got it exactly there, Nick. I guess, I mean, it is a teaser, so it doesn't give like any story hints. Like you just see, I'll just say it's Giancarlo Esposito talking to his son, but you don't get a hint of like, are we gonna are we gonna play as the son when he gets older? Because in the trailer he looks like he's twelve or thirteen, so not old enough for a run and gun, you know, takedown outpost <laughs> with a machete and an AK forty seven. Yeah, I, maybe that... it will be political. It'll be all about child soldiers. <laughs> oh, like you are the child soldier. <laughs> Animorphs, the video game. Yeah. <laughs> I I completely forgot Animorphs is about child soldiers <laughs> recruited by aliens. Yes. Aren't they making a movie? Yeah, yes. they are show? making an Animorphs movie. Yep. That's going to be horrible oh, too. Yeah. I have been raving and tweeting for years that someone needs to update and adapt the Animorphs property because it's so ripe with story content. I'll be honest, I think it would make a much better TV show than a movie. Like, if I were going to do it, 100%, I'd make it a TV show. Like, Isn't one of the first kids that get the powers, like, he he's is told like don't stay as an animal too long, otherwise you'll never turn back. He's like, well, I live in an abusive household, so screw you, I'm just going to be a hawk forever. <laughs> he He doesn't do it on purpose, but once it happens, he's like, well, that's no big loss. Yeah. But he, de- but spoilers, he gets the power back so he can become himself for two hours. <laughs> it's the reverse Animorph. <laughs> yes, and that that happens fairly early on in the se- in the sh- in the series too. Like you would think that's a end game kind of thing. No, he gets that at like book thirteen huh. out of forty. Or <laughs> yeah, how many how many were there? I, I just remember I had a decent number of them, and I got pretty far, but I'm not sure if I ever finished the series. Uh, I think there were like. Hold on, I have yeah. I guess we have the power. Some of the intrepid internet. soul put them all on the internet. So there's 54 regular books, and then one, two, three, four, five, or four like mega multi narrator books, and then three books told that happen outside of the series. Did they have some so choose your own adventure? Ones? Yes, there were two choose your own adventures. Huh. I think about almost on a daily basis uh jared you talking about 
Harry Potter needing a H- an HBO reboot. Yep. <laughs> I I cannot stop thinking about how awesome. I feel be. like most book series would function better as a long form TV show. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they should really do that with Artemis Fowl. You know, they've been talking about making a movie for so long um, that they should just, you know, not make the movie and then, you know, um, make it into an HBO or yeah, something. Yeah, how great it is yeah, that the, they've really got lucky totally that a they never... slate. Yep, no movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super lucky uh, that Avatar ditched the movie efforts and are now doing a Netflix TV show. Yes. <laughs> Wait, don't don't. I mean, don't HBO give me already hope. has is there a live um, action just... TV show version of Avatar that might not suck, or is that just wishful thinking? Yeah, no, Netflix is making okay, one. Are, Did uh, you not hear that? I, with well, the we might have creators or yeah. half of them. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right. I do remember. Yeah, no, I think I think both of the original creators are involved, which is the big difference yeah. from the movie, which apparently they weren't consulted on anything. Can I just say that I am so happy that they get Aang's name right in Smite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I, I'm kind of curious as to why they didn't... Or or why they couldn't get the actors, like the main actor. If, if there's a partnership with Nickelodeon, why couldn't they get, for instance, Dante Bosco to, to, to say his, you know, four lines as Zuko? Well, he seems to be the only one that sticks around, so I'm kind of surprised they didn't get him. Honor... <laughs> Does he just shout for my honor? <laughs> that would be acceptable. Well, and they, I'm pretty sure they have a. I don't. I don't know if they're if if Ang's character uh, voice actor is is a girl, but it's pretty much a girl in um, uh, Smite. No. Mm. Uh, I, no, in, I thought he was voiced by a by a, a girl. Yeah, it was. A, it was a guy. No, oh. I don't think so. You're probably thinking of Goku, who is in fact voiced by a grandma. And apparently, one of the original Japanese. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, the original. I she might still be doing it. I don't. I don't know if she's still alive, but it it is an elderly lady. It's really interesting. A lot of the female voice actors for young male actors, like um, Tommy, Pickle. the Rugrats were all voiced by girls. Yeah, Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah, uh, well, I, I guess think I, didn't know that one. I think Bart's voice actor has changed though at least one time. Mm. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's been doing it the entire run. Did she? I th- oh, maybe. Maybe I. Th- I, I could have sworn I remember seeing something like she was. She left the role because Simpsons was like poking fun at Scientology, and she's a Scientologist. Well, oh darn! <laughs> <laughs> right, I know terrible but anyway like nancy, so, back so, nancy something Cartwright. so ubisoft yeah uh, <laughs> let's see so <laughs> right back to ubisoft so, so, I think, so much to cut out yeah. there um so the only thing that's really left of note is assassin's creed valhalla which there's just so much to talk about so great yeah that was looking pretty good that was uh, i mean if i played the- all the other assassin's creed games why should i want why would i want to play assassin's creed valhalla Vikings go rar. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not it's, wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a. This will be like my first real exposure to Vikings because I don't watch the show on history. And none of us are from Minnesota. Historical <laughs> area of interest. Yeah. Uh, um, Evan, slight sidetrack mm-hmm. here, but have you seen Last Kingdom on Netflix? 
No. You should check it out because that is the exact time frame that Assassin's Creed Valhalla takes place in, and it's is that the one a pretty Chris Pine. No. Nope, I'm thinking the wrong one. <laughs> it's it's that exact time frame because it's ninth century, and it's a pretty hmm. decent show. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking that one up, so I definitely want to check that out. But I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, Jared's, like I said, Jared's not wrong, though. I mean, in a sense, like, that is, as with most of the Assassin's Creed games, I do feel like one of the big selling points is always, you know, the time period that they're representing. Like, if it's something that you personally find. Like, I think that's part of why I bounced off of Odyssey a little bit more than Origins, because I love the ancient Egyptian, just thematic elements that were present in Origins, just you know, setting, just everything about it. And then I think I'll mm-hmm. probably enjoy kind of the Norse-inspired setting of uh, Valhalla more as well. Um, but the other big thing is, like, I will say, it seemed like they were making a bit of a concentrated effort with this game to rein things in a little bit. I know they were kind of backtracking on, like, Yes. Like, you know, there were some early comments that came out how it seemed like they were really narrowing in the scope and it wasn't going to be the biggest Assassin's Creed game, things like that. And they kind of backtracked on that a little bit. But it does still seem like that they've heard that some people are complaining about having all of this breadth without a lot of depth to story, to quest lines, mm-hmm. to content, uh, just detail. And it seems like that's something that they're bringing back a little bit more with Valhalla. And especially like with the combat system, I was never uh, like, I kind of honestly still miss the days of sort of, I mean, the brutality and the, the quickness of combat that was present in something like Black Flag. And then when they made the change to the more RPG based Mm -hmm. system for origins and Odyssey, Valhalla looks like it's obviously still an RPG combat system, but it seems like they're trying to make weapons a little more meaningful, and they're trying to make the combat a little faster paced and a little more brutal, which I think is fitting for the Assassin's Creed game. So I think that's that's kind of what's drawing me in, is the combat revamp and some more mm. detail. They might have found a good middle ground here. Instead of ever, all enemies level with you, which they did for Odyssey, uh, it is kind of level gated for certain sections of the map, so you have to have so many levels to be able to survive. So hopefully they don't do like if you're five levels too low, you do no damage. If you're yeah. a really skilled player, you can still manage it. But mm. it seems to be yeah. quick enough if you are the appropriate level, or if you just go back and are a hundred levels over what they suggest you can just insta kill everything (laughs) and that that's something the original games did like you didn't have access to the full map from jump like you could only go certain places and the rest of it was walled off until you got to like until the like a certain point in a story or a certain level um but yeah the the world is smaller they they showed like a brief flash of the map during the gameplay Mm -hmm. there's only yeah there's maybe like 10 territories at most um so it's not like um odyssey or origins where you you can like see this vast map and you're just like when am i ever going to have time to go to the the red desert on the other side of egypt (laughs) um yeah and i'm torn because i do like 
that scope in a sense like i'm never going to be one of those people like it always kind of frustrates me when you know some people complain about the size of a game they're like well the witcher 3 is just too long that's just too long of a game or like the other assassin's creed games are just too big like i'll never have time for it and my argument is like well you don't have to see a hundred percent of the content of the game to enjoy it as long as you know as long as they make the storyline if it tells a nice, concise, mm-hmm. solid story that's in that like twenty hour plus range, I think that's a pretty good that's a pretty good deal. Like that's and it could be longer than that. But I just mean like oh, yeah. I, I just like having the option for a ton of content if I do happen to like the game. I always think that's impressive when large companies do that. So I'm glad that that's still looking like it's gonna be there, but I do appreciate that they're realizing mm-hmm. they will have some gamers that will like that that focus as well you know i think at this point we should probably have a tally on our social media pages um of how many episodes we release and how many of those episodes tyler talks about witcher 3 in this case and until mm-hmm. November, but uh, to be fair to Tyler, there are a lot of people comparing how Odyssey, or how Valhalla looks to how The Witcher Three looks. Yeah. Oh sure. Oh yeah, I can see the aesthetic. Yeah. Well, and just a different uh, approach. And like one thing line, that I... uh, design okay. philosophies too. It's kind <laughs> of yeah. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> just cut all that yeah, and ejaculation. Uh, just, just cut it out. <laughs> Thanks, J.K. Rowling, <laughs> who started to really like using that word towards the end of the series. Yeah, yeah. What ejaculate? Yeah. When did she ever whenever use ejaculate like, in any of the Harry Potter books? Whenever someone was like, whenever someone was like shouting something very quickly, she would right. always use that. I word. mean, pretty I much. Remember ever reading the word ejaculate in any of the Harry it, Potter? No. Well, you I should definitely. Michael Wilson should come in and say, "Not enough, re- not a good enough reason to use the word ejaculate." Well, Brandon, I think if you just go to Google and search Harry Potter ejaculating, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to uh, uh, turn yeah, your anonymous browsing on. <laughs> Turn your no. I was gonna say turn all your filters off. Just so you make sure to get that wide net of results. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy, don't come in here. I'm looking up Harry Potter ejaculating. Incognito oh, mode hides Lord. me from the eyes of God, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee. yes, yes. Though speaking of incognito, <laughs> to bring it back, they are they are bringing back the social stealth. Oh yeah, this is a video games podcast. <laughs> yes. So like, you know, in AC1 where you had those random monks that were walking around or <laughs> how SEO like blend into crowds or whatever. I, I think he went and looked Evan's it up. Content. <laughs> no. Yeah. Brandy just texted me and goes, ew. Gross. <laughs> uh, wow. Brandon, you are aware there are two Harry Potter fanfic podcasts, right? Well, now there's three of them. Sidebar, I do know there's one that's devoted to nothing but Harry Potter erotica specifically. <laughs> oh, 
because they were on Potterless yeah. a few times. But no, Assassin's Creed. Focus. <clears throat> um, so yeah, Social Stealth is back, which I like. Um, it sounds like Eagle Vision is also back as like a skill you innately have in, instead of having to upgrade or, or learn it. Um, but it's called Odin Sight since you're a Viking. And you will have a raven companion of some kind who can fly around and see stuff for okay. you. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, I, I kind of looked away when they were talking about the Odin Sight feature uh, in the Ubisoft Forward um, presentation. Like, and I couldn't tell it. It. I wasn't sure if it was actually going to be like you had the a raven or an eagle that was like flying around still, or if they just restricted it to being like a quick sensor, like sweep scan kind of thing. Cause I saw something that made me think that that's the route they were going, but either way. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it looked like, like a, like a pulse wave yeah. thing, but then it like marks stuff on okay. the map for you. Hmm. So you can go to well, the okay kind of had both in Odyssey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Um, combat looks really interesting. You can dual wield any weapon, is what they shields. said. Basically, if you want to do two shields, <laughs> um, but yeah, you can just basically pick your weapons. They said that there are there are fewer weapons in the game because they want you to like find something you really like and then invest and upgrade it and you know use it however you want to throughout the game. Which I'm I'm a fan of that because I feel like one thing as I'm playing through Odyssey right now is that. I feel like all the time I'm like checking my gear, like, oh, I got a better weapon, but it's a it's a heavy axe and it's gonna slow me way down. Do I want it or do I want to keep these, you know, twin swords that are five levels under or whatever? It it sounds hmm. it may sound silly, but that that right there is honestly that was the most excited I was during that whole presentation about Valhalla. Like I said, like hearing that as because like that is my biggest issue <laughs> with both Odyssey and origins is like don't get me wrong i love rpgs but i hate loot systems where it's just making like your guy is just like this wandering hobo who's like throwing out like pots and pans and knives and swords and he's just like walking out just like <laughs> chucking stuff all by the side of the road constantly i'm like i'm like this just isn't realistic like right. i don't want to do this quest that takes me like two hours and get this sword to then open an urn in some poor guy's house and find a better weapon, you know, like that completely <laughs> removes any of the fun of being rewarded with a new weapon. So making them more mm-hmm. unique and allowing mm-hmm. you to retain them longer is mm, perfect. That's, that's, that's good RPG design in my mind, but everybody yeah. has different opinions. Maybe it was realistic, <laughs> Tyler, and no, there's so few swords now because there was just one RPG character gathering them all up. They're like, all right, smell all these down. Hoarding the Bible. <laughs> uh, let's see. They they didn't give a whole lot on this on like the story front. Um, they did do a like a demo play where you um, they talk about a little bit like so you as Avor you're going to form an alliance with this guy called Oswald who is king of East Anglia and he's going to be kind of like your first go to person. Um, they did show that, you know, you have at certain points in the story, you can make story choices that will come back and affect the story later on, which I believe that that was an odyssey. And I think it was a little bit in origins, but it, um, it does pop up in odyssey, but it sounds like this is going to be on a bigger scale where, you know, something you do in your first mission could come back, you know, in the final mission of the game, which 
I'm all for. Um, and then there's, um, so to gain territory and resources, you do have to be a Viking. So you're going to have to go like summon up a raiding party, um, you know, hop in your longship and go, you know, pillage settlements for resources and recruit people. And you're also going to have to like, you know, make alliances. And, you know, if you want like the villa, the, the people that live in the countryside to join your raiding party, you might have to go do a favor for them or something like that. Um, so it sounds like they're really trying to give us an immersive, like Viking experience, which I'm 100% excited for. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, the theme I feel like is always a big selling point for these games. So yeah, more power to them for bringing in oh, unique yeah. elements like that that help sell that fantasy. <laughs> And I guess Vikings liked cats, so one of the things you can do is recruit cats for your Sold. longship. Who doesn't like cats? <laughs> yeah. Good answer, so yeah, everyone. Like I mean, I'm I'm not a huge cat person. Get out. I, recruit I mean, <laughs> two of us own cats, so three of us own cats. Mm-hmm. That That is great for you. <laughs> not for me. But yeah, that was Ubisoft Forward, and all the whole uh, conference thing is up on their YouTube channel, so if you want to go watch it and actually get better coverage than what we just <laughs> rambled through, where are you going to get better coverage? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. How are they going to talk about Magic School Bus and Harry Potter erotica? I mean, Ubisoft <laughs> didn't cover that. I bet there's I bet there's a hundred percent less usage of the word ejaculate in all of the other coverage. <laughs> 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 I I would almost hope <laughs> not not gonna lie. So we decided to play a little game uh with each other that okay. Um <laughs> that sounds phrasing. Uh, just we can't stop it once it gets so we, going. So we just don't care about phrasing. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um we're sort of calling it name end game or something. I don't know. Should we just, just call it the, the game, game exchange? The grand game exchange. <laughs> sure. Well yeah, whatever. Um we I, I picked a number and told the guys to pick a number between one and a hundred or something. I don't know. I said, pick a number and everybody picked a number. Whoever picked the number f- closest to, or I guess we went in number order closest to my number. Um, and we, so Tyler, you hit the nail on the head. You got the number exact and you chose who? Uh, you to receive the blessing of the game of my choosing. Yes. So so we 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 picked a person. We picked a person and we picked a game that they have to play. Uh, a game obviously they have not played before and a game that they may or may not ever want to play. Um and you had me play what game? Uh, so I had you play Persona 5. Um and I have started playing it. Um, and I would never, ever have picked that game to play (laughs) on on my own. (laughs) Um, I'm only an hour in of gameplay. Um, I think I'm still technically in the tutorial. 
Uh, I'm not even one, out of the starter dungeon yet. One ninetieth of the way there. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's. It's weird. Um. <laughs> I'll have a better synopsis of it later. Um. I'm taking notes as I go. Um. I guess we'll just go in this order. Um. Make it easier. I picked Evan, and Correct. you are playing Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Um, because yes. it's the PS4 version um, of the f- original Kingdom Hearts game. Have you started playing it yet? I have started it. I'm, I haven't played a whole lot. I'm still on the island. We're gathering supplies to leave. I think I need to find uh, fish and coconuts and another mushroom. I cannot find that last mushroom. I'm a little upset <laughs> about it. Um, but I, I've... Uh, I've never personally played Kingdom Hearts. I've only ever watched people or seen other or heard other people talk about it. Um, so this is all kind of new to me. Um, I think the I think I chose magic in the beginning, and then I sacrificed defense. I want to say mm-hmm. so that that'll probably come back to shoot me in the foot later. So great. What mode that. did you play on? Uh, I think I'm on normal. You'll be okay. Um, I mean, you'll be fine. Um, defense really isn't all that necessary. The combat system isn't really all that horrible. Um, there are me- other mechanics, like other like dodge mechanics and abilities and stuff during boss battles and stuff that you can, if you're leveled up enough, you can just use those dodge mechanics and stuff, and you'd be you'd be all right. Great. I will. I will keep that in mind as I traverse these Disney landscapes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I'm excited to finally get into it. See what all the the hype is about, and see why are there so many versions of this one game? <laughs> Jesus. I think this disc has what like four or five different versions on it. Um. What game did I give you? You gave me the like the disc. So Two point eight. It had. Uh, I think so. So yeah. that should have. That has 1.5 and 2.5 in it, which basically just means you have Final Mix, Chain of Memories, um, Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, there's a I don't I don't know what there's a cinematic in Kingdom, in 1.5. I don't remember which one the cinematic is. Um, you should have 358 over two. Uh, yeah, you should have that, that cinematic. You'll have Birth by Sleep, I think. I think you should have Birth by Sleep, which is a prequel to the game you're playing right now. <laughs> um, basically, you should. Ha- I, 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 you might have a cinematic for Recoded, but that's all you need for Recoded. Um, I still don't get what I'm supposed to learn story wise out of that. <laughs> so, who did you pick, or? Um, I, I picked Jared and the game I gave him was, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> how far are you, how far into that are you? I know, I know you've started playing. Yeah, it. I've done the, um, intro mission and then I explored the first two planets. Um, so still okay. pretty early on in the game, but, um, so far I like it. Um, it was a game I kind of had my eye on. Um, already, um, but just kind of needed that extra motivation to pick it up and got it. So um, I was a little taken aback by like 
I guess the Dark Souls-esque-ness of some of the combat where you don't regenerate health unless, I guess, you've got your little droid with you to give you little adrenaline shots. But but then if you do need to meditate, um, all the enemies respawn. So it's kind of like a risk-reward kind of a thing, which I'm not... Most of the games I played don't have that kind of mechanic, so it's been kind of new to me. Yeah, that's what took me the longest to get used to, because I think every Star Wars game where you've played as a Jedi, they've always been able to regenerate health over, or use the Force to get health back some kind of way. Um, so yeah, this that was a struggle. Um, have you gotten any? Um, have you like gotten any like the big Force abilities yet, or no? Yeah. So. Um... I don't know how big is big, but I've got the slow, the pull. Um, okay. It's been a while since I played it. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but usually when I have like the ability to upgrade like, you know, ability points and whatnot, I always throw it into health and whatever the metric is for your mana or your magic, in this case, the force. So I <laughs> threw a lot of my early ability points into that so that I can survive longer. So, Oh, that's good. Yeah, I I think I prioritized health and combat skills first before upgrading my force meter. And then later on, once you get like those, um, like you can do bigger effects with the force. It's like, oh, I need more or else I'm just going to run out of force yeah. power. I do really like a lot of the platforming and kind of puzzle solving. Um, that's, mm-hmm. you know, has always, I've been attracted to those kind of games like with Uncharted and whatnot. So, so yeah, so far, so fun. You haven't gotten the double-sided saber yet, nope. have you? Oh, okay. That's, oh, that's <laughs> I was so excited when I got that. So, yeah. Um, so then I picked Nick and I gave him the game of stories, the path of destinies. Yeah. And I've played it. I've got the true ending and so like it's a game where you get this magical book very early on and you get to make choices and play through those choices and then 99% of them end in you dying. (laughs) (laughs) So then the book because of its magical properties goes back to the beginning and it's like have you learned anything from your mistakes? And as you play through the game, it it reveals more. Like you, there you have to play through it officially four times minimum to learn four truths, and then you have to assemble those truths in a way to beat the game. Huh? Uh, how so, many endings are there, like total? Oh, there's like I don't. There's a good number. I want to say. 50? Yeah. I don't think I ever played it that far through, but yeah, it's really fun. It's pretty cute. It's a... I remember getting it for free on PS Plus uh, some time ago. Mm -hmm. What's it called again? I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's called Stories, The Path of Destinies. It's kind of a top-down... Not completely top-down... Um, but that's like the camera is kind of at an angle above you. There you go. With um, all the characters are like animal based. Hmm. 
Gotcha. I, I guess I picked it up. I haven't played it yet. I guess there's like 25 endings, so I overshot a little bit there. But the first ending I got was like a uh, you're a little too nice of a person ending, so you got screwed over. <laughs> oh, wow. Then you play through it four times. They're a little bit color coded to kind of keep you on track, and then it tells you how to beat the game officially. And then you can go back and unlock everything else if you so care to. But I'm the kind of person, like, the choices I made are the choices I was going to make kind of regardless of my playthrough. So I don't feel the need to go through and unlock all endings. Mm -hmm. Unless you're going for that platinum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was pretty cute, pretty fun. Uh, It's not too long. It's, It's like... 10 hours to probably get everything you want out of it. But for me, I picked Tyler and I gave him Ion Fury. Yeah. So I'm going to try real hard to consistently call it Ion Fury because I'll be honest, uh, I remembered actually taking a look at this game way back in the day when it was uh, first announced and it was under the name Ion Maiden, I believe, which got changed for yeah. uh, obvious legal reasons. I think they, they got into some hot water there, so they uh, elected to change the name to Ion Fury. But um, interestingly you mean enough... Iron I, Maiden wasn't happy about it? <laughs> yeah, the game being called <laughs> Ion Maiden. Yeah, uh, apparently so. I, I don't know. Maybe they... Who knows? I, no. I didn't really read the whole story you, on you, it. You know there's a band called Iron Maiden. No, I had no idea. <laughs> okay, okay. See, I, was, I didn't. I wasn't sure if you heard what or if you were smelling what I was stepping in or not. Yeah, no. That's why he I, said it's obvious why they had to change the names. <laughs> but then I said, "You mean Iron Maiden wasn't?" Anyways, okay. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if Iron Maiden. Senile like... moment over here. <laughs> Senior moment, yeah. No, very, I, I, uh, I've 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 been in, in I've been um, wearing a mask eight hours a day every every, <laughs> every day. So the carbon dioxide uh, oh, intake is above <laughs> normal. Straight into my brain. Stra- and, straps are too um, tight. Can't blood not yeah. getting to brain. <laughs> nah. um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, naming conventions aside, pretty solid game. Um, I haven't played it uh, that long. I've put in probably uh, maybe a couple hours or so, so far. Um, But yeah, I like it. I I was originally, like I said, it was a game I'd been following for a little while, um, just because I love that sort of uh, like neon-soaked like almost 80s aesthetic like it has that like campy 80s movie feel to it, kind of like Duke Nukem or something in those veins. And, and it's uh, on the, like, I believe the, the, the game engine's called the Build Engine. Is that right? Um, but anyway, it's like the same engine that, like, a lot of those, like, Doom and Duke Nukem were originally running on. It, if I, I think it was the Duke Nukem engine because oh, okay. it, it engine, whatever they called their first yeah. one, was for Doom. Okay. But anyway, it's that same. So yeah, this is like a twenty-year-old engine, right? And 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 I'll admit that that was that was probably the biggest thing that was holding me back. Is I looked at it and I was like, okay, the aesthetic is right up my alley. Like I'll probably enjoy the mechanics. Uh, You know, just a classic 
old school first person shooter, very arcadey, fast paced. Um, but I was kind of like, eh, but is it going to feel dated? And surprisingly, the answer is not really all that bad. Like, yeah, would I prefer it to be in a different game engine? Probably. Um, something higher fidelity and more modern. But but there's really no getting around the fact that the gameplay is still just super solid, um, especially for that type of game. Um, just in that, like, there's a lot of like your exploration is rewarded. Like you got to kind of scour the maps that they've made. And like, although they're relatively simplistic, um, there's a lot of thought that's been put into like just little puzzles, little stories that the maps tell you is you like, you know, you like you'll kick open this random bathroom stall and you know, that could like, you'll find a little switch to flip and you'll flip that and it'll like lead you into a secret, like hidden room and some other part of the map. So lots of just like old school kind of uh, hidden treasures and things like that. So yeah, really been enjoying it. Okay. So we will give you guys updates. I guess uh, Nick is done with his game already, but uh, so we'll, we'll give you updates as we go along with our individual games. Um, kind of give you uh, our takes on it and whether you know, whether these games surprised us, you know, I really do think that if I give Persona 5 a chance that I'm actually going to like it. Um, it <laughs> I is think it very hard to not like it. It's it's I feel like it's very, I, I have to be ready to put time into it. Um, yeah, because it's very hard. It, it's got a lot of story and a lot of it is reading story and um there aren't really checkpoints in during the story um so i have to just get through the story and then i can save after so um i just have to sit down and you know really put some time into it um i really am kind of getting an early um paper mario kind of feel to the mechanic of the game um we'll see if that's true or not uh yeah don't give me any spoilers or anything but um yeah. I, I, the one thing i know about this is though is that i'm going to rig the next time we do this and pick a game for jared <laughs> and not it won't minecraft. Be, it's not oh. gonna be minecraft <laughs> it's not, i promise it's not gonna be minecraft it'll be my little pony it'll be that new minecraft dungeons game okay so minecraft dungeons is not like minecraft <laughs> at all it's a minecraft skinned game that's basically like a that's the sort problem of, it's like yeah, a dumbed down version of uh like um diablo, diablo. Or something. that's so, fine i just don't like the aesthetic of minecraft yeah which mm-hmm. it's not going to be anything minecraft related or anything aesthetically related to minecraft Apparently, yeah, but it looks like i will not pick a game for you to play Oh, I thought you meant dungeons. No. How, okay. how long have you known me? Uh, like eleven years now. That's not true. But <laughs> if how is it, that not it, true? Oh, I think he might have been joking because I think that's probably. Oh wait. Oh, oh, oh shit! No, it was. Uh, <laughs> Almost, almost. It's been, it's been a little. It's been almost eleven years. Over ten. Okay, okay. I concede that. I I concede that point to you. However, we're all older than we think. Have you? 
<laughs> have you ever had reason to distrust me? I plead the fifth. <laughs> no. I'm 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 knocking your door down. When have I ever done anything that makes you not not trust me? You're right. You haven't. <laughs> so there was that one time at Bandcamp. So why don't you trust me when I say I'm not going to make you play Minecraft? I don't know. You just <laughs> always have that sound in your voice every okay. time you mention it. So I do think that you would enjoy Minecraft more than you're giving it credit. False. <laughs> um, I, I we'll, can we'll, see we'll it talk about. I was going to say, I can see it gave up on this point a long time ago. Uh, basically, I take Jared at his word that he does not enjoy the anime aesthetic, and so I have just stopped trying to recommend anything like related to that to him. <laughs> I just, yep, I've just given up. That's going to do it, I think. Um, it's really yeah. all the time we got. Um, in high school, I had a kind of a eccentric uh english teacher and her on on the on her door um on the inside of her door so you could see it when you left the classroom it was a uh poster of a bunch of emojis but it was mostly just the face emojis you know um and not like you know the the poop emoji and the the yeah those haven't been born yet yeah yeah back in high school yeah so it was just like the, the different faces um, and it had a, a word underneath it, like an adjective that was like describing the emotion of that face. So like, you know, happy, sad, excited, nervous, worried. And at the very top of it, it was like the caption of the of the or the title of the poster was have a day. And uh, you, basically it was kind of like you get to pick, you know, it's your day. Have it however you want it. Pick an emotion and and live that that, you know, live it that this day. If you so, pick the right face, did she give you opiates? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't that kind of a school. So on this morning's episode of Small Constellation, I, me and the rest of the guys wish all of our listeners um, to have a day. Pick whichever day you like, whatever kind of a day you want, and just live it to the fullest. Enjoy.